Well, every Tuesday we have a ministry leader or pastor come in and give our devotional for us. And today is Jared Hall joining us. Happy New Year, Jared. Happy New Year. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing well. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing just peachy. Good. How was your break? Um, it was a break. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, with breaks and young kids and holidays and there's such a thing as too much Christmas. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's with, for sure. You know, things just, um, people thrive in structure and yes. sometimes breaks don't provide a lot of structure and so they go back to school tomorrow and... We'll get some more structure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was, so you're still on Christmas break a little bit with your kids. Uh, my kids are, yeah. So this morning, you know, I was getting ready and, and uh, Blaze, my oldest, came in. And he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I got to work today. And he said, oh. I said, yeah, I got to go back to work before you have to go back to school. And then uh, his younger brother, Hudson, said, wait, when do we go back to school? <laughs> and Blaze goes, tomorrow. And his eyes, Hudson's eyes got as big as saucers. I mean, he just, they were ready to pop out of his head. What? Tomorrow? So he wasn't ready for such a good thing to come to <laughs> okay. an end. So. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if he was excited about it no, or it not really shock. looking. Okay. Shock, yeah. There you yeah. go. All right. Traumatic situation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought because we're at the start of a new year, and this is often time when a lot of people are plugging in into a new reading program, a new Bible reading program or system or people are are trying to make a resolution to read the Bible more often, that perhaps our conversation this morning could be around that topic Mm -hmm. as we get going. Yeah, definitely. And um, I wanted to share a story to start off with of a friend of mine whose name is Peter and his journey into reading the Bible. It's a little bit unique, but I think it's a good example for all of us. Uh, So Peter grew up uh, pretty uh, nominal in faith, uh, background is Jewish, Mm-hmm. Um, his uh, wife grew up uh, in a mainline Protestant mm-hmm. church, also pretty nominal in terms of um, reading the Bible and faith yeah. and so forth. By the time they reached their 20s, they were living in the northwest of the country, Oregon, Washington area. Uh-huh. And they were, this was the 70s, and they were kind of getting into New Age mysticism. Mm. And so they were trying to find some enlightenment, as, as many people were in that time period. And so they had traveled down to California to listen to a, a quote-unquote guru speak about how to achieve enlightenment, where, you know, things of this world wouldn't bother you anymore, and you would transcend all the issues of this mm-hmm. world. And so... They were then driving back from California, which is quite a long drive. You know, California is a long state back to the northwest. And they pitched up, uh, picked up a hitchhiker along the way. Mm. And, and this presented a foil to the guru's teaching because while they just spent all of this time learning about how to go beyond these world's problems and how to not have any issues with anybody, and they'd just done this good deed of picking up a, a, a young man who's a hitchhiker, and they're driving along, and he asked them, where do you want to go? And he said, wherever you guys are going. And they're like, well, we're going home. And he said, great, I'll go with you. <laughs> oh, wow. And so they're spending you know, a few days wow. with this guy in the car, yeah. and this guy was driving him out of his mind. He was just 
bugging him to no end. As all of us know, we have certain people in our life who tend to irritate us in ways that other people don't. This was one of those irritants in Mm -hmm. Peter's life. And so Peter's thinking to himself, I can't hardly stand being in the car with this guy, let alone living with this guy. And so all of a sudden, that experience causes him to go, maybe this whole enlightenment, new age mysticism, transcendentalism is not viable. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not going to work mm-hmm. because it's not it's not real. Yeah. And so him and his wife are looking at each other and they're going, okay, we've tried all these different things to be spiritual. Maybe we should try reading the Bible. And so they pick up a Bible. They start in Matthew mm-hmm. and they just start reading it. Now, they get to Mark. They were a little disappointed that it was the same story. That was kind of surprising. <laughs> yeah. And then Luke was also the same story. And then John was a little bit different, but mm. same story, right? And so here they've read four books now about Jesus. And then they get to Acts. Oh, that's gay. It's different. This is great. And then they're learning about what's starting to happen. It's starting to fill in some dots for them. Mm. And then they get to Paul and Romans. And Paul was very helpful in starting to connect how the gospel actually worked. Well, they end up going back home where she was from in um, the Midwest, and they uh, wanted to have an official wedding ceremony now that uh, now that they've been reading through the Bible, and they met with her pastor, and he starts asking them questions, and they kind of looked at each other, and they go, well, I guess we're Christians. And he starts asking the questions, and well, they just have been believing everything that they've been reading. And mm-hmm. sure enough, just through the process of reading through the New Testament, they come to faith, mm-hmm. come into a fairly mature point in their faith. Mm-hmm. And so then they end up deciding, well, what should we do? Well, we should help other people read the Bible like we did. So they decide we need to become Bible translators. Mm. And so they go and they take the Bible. Uh, they have to take a few tests to qualify to be in this missions program. Mm-hmm. One of them is the uh, Bible proficiency exam. Okay. Okay. The only couple who hadn't done any formal Bible training in the entire group, and they had the highest score in the Bible proficiency exam. Hmm. Why? Because they just read the Bible. Yeah. They wow. just read the Bible. That's an incredible And then story. they spent their life career translating mm-hmm. the Bible in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's a very mm-hmm. cool story. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I tell that story is because it demonstrates the power of simply being in the Word. That's yeah. right. And so often, and I'm guilty of this, we want quick solutions. We want all these other tools. And there's lots of great tools, but there's something very powerful about simply being in the Word mm-hmm. and reading it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I want to encourage everybody with three C's this morning as I channel my inner Brian Bill <laughs> of alliteration. To do three things, to read contextually, to read carefully, to read consistently. Let me break that Mm. apart. So read contextually. I think it's important to always read a section of Scripture at a time. Now, sometimes that might be a paragraph. Sometimes that might be a chapter. Sometimes that might be a book, depending Mm -hmm. on where you're at in the Bible. But that when we go to the Scriptures, that we need to make sure that we're reading complete thought. Mm -hmm. Now, when I started reading the Bible, I hadn't grown up in church. I didn't know that the book of Psalms started with the letter P. 
Someone told me to open up to the book of Psalms, and I'm looking everywhere for an S, and I can't find anywhere. And finally someone goes, and it's right here. And I go, that's Psalms. What are we talking about here? Right? I knew nothing. And so when I finally started to read the Bible, that first year of faith, the only place that I could make head or tails of anything, because I didn't understand anything contextually Mm -hmm. in terms of historical context, or biblical context, was the book of Proverbs, because it's designed to be read with these individual thoughts. But even there, I started with a chapter a day. And so that way it was some reading that I was doing. It wasn't a lot of reading, but it was some reading. Right. And it was something that I could go to um, and be able to take a chapter at a time and not be overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. And so wherever you start at, whether you start in Genesis or you start in Matthew, you start in Proverbs or you start in the Epistles, Wherever you start in your Bible reading, just read contextually. Make sure you're reading the whole thing. Next thing I'd say is read carefully. We are a people who like to get me right to the point. Sometimes, does someone ever tell you a story with laborious details and you're starting to go like, oh, just get to the point? <laughs> yeah, your point, right? <laughs> sometimes sometimes my wife will be sharing details of her day and it will lead to three or four backstories. Uh-huh. And I go, wait, 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 wait. I just need to know the main thing, and then we can go and explore the back things, right? This is, this is a perpetual problem in our society. But in the Scriptures, because it's the authoritative Word of God, mm-hmm. because it's the inspired Word of God, every word is there with a purpose. And so mm-hmm. that's why we have to read carefully. Mm-hmm. And so in example, uh, a passage that uh, people look at when they're in Jerusalem at the Church of St. Anne is John 5. And I'll just read a little bit here. Uh, it says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed, took up his bed, and walked. Now that day was Sabbath. We'll just pause there. Now, for most of us, when we're trying to get to the point and we're reading this passage, we jump immediately to the action, which is Jesus' healing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of detail that's happening in there. And if we slow down mm. and we start to be inquisitive about it, we can start to ask some interesting questions like, well, what feast is it that Jesus is going up to Jerusalem? And furthermore, what feast happened on the Sabbath? And just in a little bit of research, you find out that there's only one feast that happened on the Sabbath between 25 and 35 A.D., and it's Purim, which is the festival that celebrates Esther's uh, and Mordecai's uh, helping in delivering the Jewish people from Hammond, right? And so all of a sudden, that creates a very interesting question of, oh, Jesus would go to Jerusalem for more than just the pilgrimage festivals, which were Passover and Pentecost and... Uh, Sukkot, Feast of Booths. And so you now you're asking this question, well, why is Jesus healing an invalid on Purim? Well, Purim, the whole point is to do good deeds uh, for the poor, 
So, oh, all of a sudden now you see why this is Jesus's good deed for the poor. But instead of giving them money, he's giving them the ability to walk, right? Mm-hmm. So by reading carefully all of these little details mm-hmm. that you can just kind of skip past and go right to the action, it gives more context to mm-hmm. why the action yeah. is happening, right? Yeah. Finally, this. Read consistently. Read consistently. I found two things to be true that helps in this reading consistently. One, uh, reading the Bible is a team effort. It's really not a solo sport. Now, obviously, we all need the time in the Word by ourselves, but I think time with other people reading it is where the iron sharpens ironing effect Mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can get kind of stuck in a loop in our own head of, of wondering the same things and asking the same questions where the process of talking things out loud and mm. and sharing thoughts and insights and studying together, you can cover more ground and then you have more accountability when you read can, uh, as a group. And so I think about Peter. Peter wasn't out there reading the Bible by himself. It was him and his wife doing it together. And that group dynamic helped them read consistently through not just the New Testament, but the Old Testament as well. The other part that I think is key about reading consistently is, is that um, to, to sit down and open your Bible and read it is a discipline, right? This is a spiritual discipline. And discipline requires willpower. Willpower is like a muscle. The more you exercise it, the more you have. The less you mm-hmm. exercise it, the less you have. And so that that dynamic of reading consistently. And again, it doesn't have to be large swaths, but just the act of opening, sitting, opening, reading a chapter, closing, coming back, sitting down, opening it, reading a chapter, doing it again, doing it again and again and again and again makes it so that eventually that discipline, it feels less like a discipline, more just like a habit, mm-hmm. which is really where all of us want to get to, where it's not always drudgery. And I know people I've talked to, it took them three years to get to where opening the Bible every day felt normative before mm-hmm. it felt like a habit. But it was that discipline of reading it consistently. It didn't have to be a lot, but something every day to get them to where it went from a very challenging discipline to a reading habit. So that would be my encouragement for us as we start 2023, is to read contextually, to read carefully, and to read consistently. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. Good challenge for mm-hmm. us, that's for sure. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good and to see you. You as well.